On September 29, 2006, the 25-year-old Navy SEAL stood on a rooftop in Ar Radami, Iraq, along with six other soldiers at his side. And all of a sudden, another soldier from the ground threw up a grenade at them. It hit this Navy SEAL, his name was Michael Mansour, right in the chest, and it dropped down to his feet. And instinctively in this moment, he yelled grenade, and he jumped down on top of the grenade, covering it with his body. It exploded a couple seconds later. He absorbed the brunt of the blow into his chest, and the other six people next to him were saved. He was dragged off the battlefield and about 30 minutes later died. It's an incredible act of bravery that in an instant he chose to sacrifice his life. Two years later, he would be given the Medal of Honor. That medal would be given by George W. Bush to his parents at the White House. In 2016, the Navy decided to name a destroyer ship in his honor. And his, with his family and friends gathered, they christened it the USS Michael Mansour. It's an incredible story to think about, especially in the wake of September 11th, as we've been reflecting on the brave men and women who gave their lives to serve us. But when Michael's story is told, you always don't hear the backstory to his life. Namely, that he was Catholic. He was from a devout Catholic family in California. His dad was of Lebanese descent. His mom was of Irish descent, something we can relate both to here in Mobile, a good contingent of both in our Catholic community. He was the third of four kids. He struggled with asthma as a child. But he worked really hard to overcome this. He and his siblings would swim and he would practice holding his breath and he was able to strengthen his lungs enough that he became a really accomplished athlete and football player. He entered into the Navy a couple years after high school and all throughout this time, his Catholic faith was at the heart of his life. And one of the reasons I know that is because the priest, the chaplain who ministered to Michael Mansour in Iraq was a priest from Mobile. Some of you may know Father Paul Halliday. He served in his parish for a couple of years, but he spent most of his priesthood serving as a chaplain in the armed forces. I actually ran into his parents last Sunday after doing Mass at the cathedral, and over breakfast they told me this story of Father Paul's relationship with Michael Mansour. When Michael first met Father Paul, the first thing he asked to do was, was if he could go to confession. He was regularly at Mass. He was regularly a person of prayer. He developed a close friendship with Father Paul. He was a leader amongst his soldiers. Before he had gone into battle, the day that he died, he had received the sacraments and he had been blessed by Father Paul. And interestingly, the day that he died was September 29th, which is the feast day, of St. Michael the Archangel, his own personal patron saint being named Michael, and also the patron saint of the military services. When he absorbed the blow of that grenade into his chest and he was pulled off the battlefield, he was pulled into the arms of Father Paul, who prayed with him and ministered to him in his death. 
When the Navy destroyer was going to be christened in Michael's name, they flew Father Paul Halliday from South Korea to San Diego so that he would be there to do the invocation for this ceremony. The next day he would say Mass on this battleship with the family and friends of Michael who remained. Knowing this backstory, it's amazing to see what a huge part his Catholic faith was in his life and how much it was woven into that heroic moment. And think to yourself for a minute, why is that story so compelling? Obviously, there's that connection to right here in Mobile. But I think the deeper reason is this. In this broken world in which we live, the spirit of the world tends to deal with persecution in one of two ways. We tend to try to avoid it at all costs, or when given the chance, we exact it on our neighbor. We avoid it at all costs, but when given the chance, we tend to exact it on our neighbor. Our readings speak all about this today. Sirach says, Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. And in the gospel, we have such a clear example of this man who is owed a huge sum. He is so quick to receive the mercy of his master and avoid persecution. And the next moment, he exacts the same persecution to his neighbor for the same less offense. The amazing thing about the example of Michael Mansour is in his reaction we see the exact opposite. In the face of persecution, not only does he not avoid it, but he does not hesitate to jump on top of it so as to not exact persecution to his neighbor, but to save his neighbor from persecution and bring about salvation in their life. And because we know Michael's backstory, we know that the spirit that was driving Michael in that moment was the spirit of Jesus Christ. Christ who looked at the grenade of our sins, he looked at our brokenness, the grenade of our misery, and he did not jump to jump, he did not hesitate to jump on top of it and absorb its blow into his body on the cross to spare us from that persecution, and to bring us salvation. And so Christ did this and wanted to breathe this new spirit into the world and all of our lives, that we would be willing to face persecution to spare our neighbor from it. We see St. Paul speak to this in the second reading. For if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord, because the Lord has commissioned us like him to be a vessel of saving grace in our midst. The other part of this story I think is so beautiful is it highlights the special role of a priest in the world. I think of the different priests that God put in Michael Mansour's life. These men that God had called to sacrifice their lives in union with Jesus to spare the world persecution and to bring saving grace into the world. I think of the number of times that Michael attended Mass and he heard the words prayed, This is my body broken for you. This is my blood poured out for you. I think of his relationship with Father Paul in Iraq 
every day as he put his life on the line, being strengthened by the witness of this man from Mobile who gave his life in faith. All of these things gave Michael a template so when that grenade fell at his feet, he instinctively knew what he should do and offer his body, his blood, for the salvation of his neighbors. It's an incredibly powerful story. And on this Burst Club weekend, I purposely chose to come to this parish because I felt called to give testimony to this same spirit of Christ seen in Michael Mansour, seen in Father Paul Halliday, which I have personally witnessed in many ways from this parish and your faith. The first I will mention is the lives of Fathers Connor and Peyton Plessler. They grew up in this parish. They sat in these pews. They went to this school. They went to McGill. They were very involved in the youth group. And as they grow up, they started to feel this call to priesthood. And at some point, they had to look at the grenade that was lying in front of them. That of all the issues of the world, all the issues of the church, the church with its scandals, the church with its brokenness, the church with its lack of fervor, and somehow the Spirit of Christ, because it had been forged in them here, in this community of faith, they said, yes, I will lie down on that grenade. And on May 30th at our cathedral, they laid face down on our marble floor and gave their life to Christ as priests. And they became the very first men from this parish to grow up and make that choice to become priests. It's an incredibly amazing thing to witness these young men do. And that same ceremony, one of their best friends, Alex Crow, became a deacon. And when he went through his conversion, his first year at Spring Hill, the Lord steered him here to this parish where he got involved in the youth group. He got involved with mission trips. He got involved with the mass. He got involved with the sacraments. And the Lord began to forge the spirit of Christ in him so that he too is poised to make that same decision. I come here today to give testimony to other men from this parish who have answered that call to go to seminary, but the Lord has directed in a different way. It's a very normal part of seminary. Only 25 to 30 percent of guys who go to seminary become priests. But I firmly believe that God brings many different men there to form them in Christ for his purposes. I've been blessed to work with Joe Gorman from this parish who was in seminary for several years and has transitioned into working and caring for his family up in Boston. I give testimony to Joe Sider who grew up in this parish and entered seminary for a couple years and the Lord redirected him to now be in formation with the Jesuits. I come here today to give testimony to the impact I've seen this parish have on people even beyond its parish boundaries. Two of our seminarians currently didn't grow up at this parish, but they were very involved in the youth group, going on mission trips to Guatemala, attending retreats, interacting with your youth minister, Anthony Tobin, and through all of that, they discovered their call to enter and to consider laying their life down. One of those is Andrew Wentworth, who grew up at Corpus Christi. The other one is Drew Bushman, who grew up at St. Dominic. I come here today to give testimony to four young women from this parish 
who have decided to enter into the religious life at a time when the number of religious vocations are declining in which many people misunderstand it or not even sure the value of religious life these brave women took a look at that grenade and said I will jump on it and I will offer myself in prayer for the church and so you've I've seen Helen Hunter Robertson transition into becoming Sister Marie Genevieve with the Dominicans in Nashville I've seen Amanda Howard transitioned into becoming Sister Mary Amanda with the servants of the pierced hearts of Jesus and Mary she's currently serving in Rome. I've seen Jennifer De Palma transition into being Saint Mary Michael, who's with the sister servants of, eternal, of the Eternal Word in Birmingham. And I've seen Temple Zimlick spend a couple years as Sister Mary Christina and then feel called to transition back into the working world. It's an incredibly powerful witness and particularly at one parish, to see these kinds of responses happen in this kind of numbers. I come here to testify to the number of young people I've seen grow up in this parish, approach the altar, and get married. In a day and age in which marriage might seem scary, a lot might struggle, there might be a lot of challenges presented there, but the Spirit of Christ has formed people here to approach that sacrament nonetheless. I give testimony to the many active groups in this parish, the men of St. Joseph, the Daughters of Mary, St. Vincent de Paul, the many different ways in which people are serving the needs of the poor and the spiritually poor in this community. I've witnessed these things and I come here today and I just thank God for what he is doing in this community. I thank God and I thank for your openness to the Spirit of Christ. And secondly, I urge you to not be afraid to invite Christ to come here more deeply. Don't settle for what he has done in the past, but be open to what more he wants to do moving forward. It's my sense that he is just getting started with the people of faith here. And finally, I come here today to ask each of you to consider this. What is your rooftop? What is the rooftop that you find yourself standing upon? And who are the people standing there with you? And what is the grenade that is lying right at your feet? Because we all face challenges. We all face persecution. We all face difficult decisions. And I challenge you to call upon the spirit of Michael Mansour, the spirit of Father Paul Halliday, the spirit of Father... Connor Plesla and Father Peyton Plesla, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and allow Him to guide you in your response to what is lying before you, so that we too may be people who absorb that blow and allow God's saving grace to be poured out on the world around us.